Take four. I'm ill. <laughs> you know, nothing says fuck your weekend like a 2 a.m. ear infection, along with a little bronchitis, you know, yeah. congestion. And this episode is a really important one because you, Tom, me. had some questions that you wanted to ask me about my book. Oh. Which we mentioned at the tail end of the last episode. Yeah, yeah. We did. We did. And it was uh, on purpose, if you will. Oh, because of Jay me. Shetty. Um, no, it was on purpose that we kind of ended last week's episode with uh, Jenna wrote a book because Jenna wrote a book. And I'd like to ask you some questions, but they seem hard. Questions are hard. Questions are hard. Questions are hard. Especially answers are hard. Answers are hard. Um, well, yeah. what do you what do you want people to know about the book? Because you know, people. I want people to buy it. Well, okay, yes. I want people to buy it. <laughs> but why they need should to see they? It. they? They need to see it. Why do they need to see it? Well, first off, I, I can answer that question but first up i want at least you to debut what the what the title is of the book the title of the book is sheltered and it is realistic fiction realistic fiction you might be thinking oh here comes a autobiography about that hot mess of a family that they're trying to (laughs) to figure out trying to to monetize But no, that, no, is, no, not, no, that no. is not what this is. Matter of fact, the characters don't even have kids. No. So it's like another life I get to live when I write this book. They don't. And and before, I, I, it sounds like I'm summarizing the book at this point a little bit. No, I just want to know what is, you want to talk about with the book. I want to talk about the characters, but uh, first things first, um, this this isn't uh, something that was done in a, in a three, four month span. This is something that no. you've been writing for for three years, even starting before you, know, you and I met. Yeah. Um, and you shelved it a little bit at, at times, whatever whatever life was going, you know, whatever was happening that time. And then um, you started revisiting it, that, that whole process of writing, which is something that I really want to talk about is the process, your process of writing. Um, but sheltered, what I want to talk about uh, is these two characters, um, Alex and Sarah, you know, to give you a brief synopsis of, of the book. And we'll dive in a little bit more, but it's about two friends growing, you know, growing up. They met in high school, all through college, they're friends. After college, they're experiencing life. They're taking different paths. They're taking um, different risks in life and uh, not necessarily following their dreams, but, but following what's in front of them and learning from mistakes. And... Um, it the characters are interesting because in a way, um, you know, it's realistic fiction. In a way, they kind of mirror some things that, that have happened in your life, but also things that for maybe dramatic effect or maybe just the story itself. Um, I don't know. What am I saying? What am I saying? What, well, what, am what I, stood what am I out to, to me is what you said about the learning from mistakes. Learning right? from mistakes, And yeah. that's maybe the part that does relate to this podcast a little bit because... You hear that a lot. You hear, learn from your mistakes, learn from your mistakes. And you don't. But when you're... You don't. Well, well, you do. You maybe just make those mistakes. Multiple times. Yeah, before you learn. But but actually learning from those mistakes, I I think people often don't don't think about how hard it is to learn from mistakes. And, And when you're in those mistakes, 
how badly sometimes you have to mess up to really learn. And these two characters are both hurt. They've been hurt. And they also care very deeply about about things in this world. And I guess the book focuses on how people deal with being hurt, the, the really messy and the really healthy ways. And I guess we talk about that here too, but you know, theirs isn't necessarily about a blended family. It's, it's about some different things. Yeah, it, it's it's about different things, and they're they're you know the the characters' names are Alex and Sarah, and um, as close as friends as they are, they they are very they are very different characters, uh, but share some similarities, sh- share those deep conversations with each other that that they feel um, like they can't with other people, but they definitely try to have these deep conversations with other people, but they're just not finding that connection. Um, that's 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 satisfying and that's real to them and and although they're friends again they go in these different paths in the story and um, it's what's beautiful about it because I have read it I think I'm the only one that's read it you're the only one besides the publishers besides Mm -hmm. the publishers which before I her publishing coordinator uh, indicated that she has a muscular control of the English language, which was a huge compliment, um, because it, it, it's it's very well written. Um, I lost my train of thought of where I was going with these characters. I got stuck on the muscular control thing. Um, but I've read I've read the book, and and the characters are vastly different, but they're but they're very similar, and their their journeys are relatable because I think we've all been there. On I don't want to just minimize it to bad dates, but bad relationships. But also having dreams, but seeing so many obstacles in front of those dreams and not being able to um, overcome over, overcome those obstacles. Or they just feel like they've hit a brick wall in, in their dream um, or their goal and they just kind of settle on this is just what it is. Uh, this is just my life. And that's something that maybe, you know people listening to this can understand because settling has very real consequences, right? People sometimes think about settling as the safe thing to do, but in many ways, settling is the most dangerous thing that you can do. And you suffocate yourself in ways that you never imagined when settling and complacency. Or yeah. Complacency. Com- complacency well, is maybe what, right you're, what you're going for. So I guess when it comes to what this book is about, it's it's not any one story of, of romance or not following your dreams. It's it's I think, you know, realistic fiction means like it's a fictional story, right? It's not real, but it could be. It's it's based on real experiences, it's a human story, it's you know, there's nothing fantastical about it. Um and you know, if you want to talk about the writing process, you know, it was kind of Tom to bring up the whole muscular control of the English language piece, but um, <laughs> look how smoothly of, she just said that too. A lot of muscular very kind of him to well, yes, it is remind uh, the world but of I, my muscular control. What I want people to know is that a lot of that muscular control <laughs> happened on the toilet, mm-hmm. and by that I don't mean 
my my bowels wrote the story, but they I wrote have. I wrote that story in the bowels <laughs> of life. And what I mean is, um, you know, I wrote that story. I wrote that story in the midst of lots of different things happening in my life. And part of the reason why I was able to finish it is that I did not wait until kids were grown up to do it. I, you know, I would write that story anytime I had the chance to, you know, so I would put it in Google Docs, right? So I could access it from my phone and from my computer. And sometimes it it literally was on the toilet when I was trying to take a break from the kids. I'd literally go into the bathroom, shut the door, tell them I was going to the bathroom and work (laughs) on the story. Um, It was pulling over sometimes on the side of the road. And, you know, I would have a page for my notes and I would have a page for the story itself. And when I could sit down uninterrupted, maybe during nap time or, you know, a morning where Tom was with the kids, you know, just with, with them, just with them, just with them, you know, I'd sit on the couch and, and I would work on it sometimes in the midst of the noise. And that's why I was, I was able Which to is get impressive. it, get it done. Um, I can't do that. I can't work <laughs> on anything. Sorry to interrupt you, but, but I can't, and we've talked about this. Um, I can't just tune out and try to focus on, on, on a project that I'm working on. If there's kids in the background, like I need, I need some silence there or at at least a little bit of like alone time to do it. But, but Jenna can, can work amongst the chaos and like your, your notes, she's not kidding when she talks about how she kind of pieced these things together in these five minute, five minute moments. Um, and they were scattered all over the place. And when we first started dating, sorry, I'm just taking this over now at this point, but when we first started dating, she would send me these excerpts or notes um, about this story or the uh, part of this story and I had no context of what was going on with the characters but I got to see that whole writing process of you piecing together your notes and she would of course ask for feedback and I, I was legitimately blown away from some of these random ex- excerpts that, I, that, that you would send because I got to know the characters at different stages of their development but then I got to read the whole thing from start to finish. So, and that's kind of similar to the way you kind of piece it together with your notes as you had them all over the place and then you just, like a puzzle, put them together when you had time to do it, which is amazing. Just took that over. Sorry about that. Back to you. <laughs> well, you know, what's kind of cool and what might appeal to people who listen to this story is that I started writing Sheltered when I was alone before I had met Tom and you can kind of see you can kind of see how the story evolved from when I was alone to when I met him and you know I I think one thing you wanted me to communicate was just the the role of writing in my life and and right I mean I'm gonna say a couple things with the book you know it you know, he's brought up Alex and Sarah as best friends. Well, it's a male-female friendship, okay? And one is in love with the other one. And so part of the whole story is that best friend story that you've maybe seen where the best friend's in love with 
with her, but oh, she doesn't see him that way. But it's 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 a little bit deeper than that. And you can see in you know in the beginning of the story some of the frustrations of the dating game that we've talked about on here and not having a connection. And it's also about finding those missing pieces and knowing what to do with all of the pieces, not just the ones that were missing, but the ones that you were given and didn't ask for. And that's kind of what our life has been. And it's, it's a difficult thing to try to explain, but, um, you know, to speak to this podcast a little bit and to speak to some of the things that have kept Tom and I going is that when I met him, he reached a deeper part of me than anybody has before. And I don't mean that sexually. I mean that emotionally. <laughs> um, I can't not just think about that. Just, just, you know what? It's whatever I can. Whatever. Oh, oh yeah. God. No, okay. I just don't. No, I, I was just throwing it in. it like that. Not but throwing it in. Anyway, but... hopefully we can, we can refocus here. Um, <laughs> I had never really shown anybody my book before because when I I was alone, I just kind of thought, you know, when you start anything, right, what most people think is, okay, this is stupid and I'm not even going to tell anybody about it because they're not going to take it seriously. Like, oh, you're writing a book? Mm -hmm, Okay, Um, good luck, you know, like... Everyone's uh, a writer, right? everyone's a poet. Yeah, have fun, you know, with your Twilight fan fiction or something. Like, they assume, you know, that it's terrible. And you kind of, at least somebody like me internalizes that, where it's like, ah, this this is stupid. But I had my reasons for writing it. And those reasons were that I had a story that I needed to tell. And sure, it's fiction, but a lot of it is based on some real things, and I needed to get them out in story form. And stories are very powerful. And when I met Tom, he, he believed in it. And so writing and, and the things that, you know, writing is, is something that, that is very deep and personal and beautiful to me. And I couldn't, it, it wasn't just special when I talked about it to Tom because, you know, it was my art or whatever. It was special because it had real meaning and passion behind it. And anybody out there who's ever shared something they're passionate about with someone before and the person's just bored with it or they don't really give it attention or they just kind of dismiss it, that's absolutely heartbreaking. And Tom was the first person who I met where I could share something that I was passionate about, like down to my dead ass soul, just the core of who I was, because this story encapsulated so much of what had disappointed me in the world, but also what was wrong with the world and where people just needed to do better and people, including myself, things I needed to do better and I was able to share that with him and, and he wasn't, not only was he not bored with it, but he actually added to it. Part of the reason why I'm trying to get him to talk about this book is that he's honestly better at talking about it than (laughs) I am. And that says something. He's actually the one who's better at summarizing my own book because he gets it in ways that, that I, I don't. And sure the contents of this book but also the contents of just our life like Tom and I have these things that connect us that go beyond all of our responsibilities and what this book has been for me is not I mean there's so much joy that I can express with writing it but it has also been a way for me to connect to Tom about something that goes beyond our responsibilities about something that I can have 
even though I have all these responsibilities about something we can afford. You know, I can afford to sit down and write on my cheap ass Chromebook. You know, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I can, I can talk to him about these things. And it's, it's something that, that is at the core of who I am. You know, if you listened to that episode where we talked about the Goo Goo Dolls concert and the Iris lyrics, you know, want you to know who I am. We all have those things in our lives that are special to us that we maybe are lucky enough to be able to share with someone else. And maybe you know about that connection. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. And it doesn't even have to be in a romantic relationship, but it can be in a mentor relationship, a best friend relationship, a grandparent. I don't know. But if you have somebody in your life who you can share your your deepest passions with and not just share them with, but they can add to it in a way that makes you better at your passions or that, that is interesting to you, that is the gold of this world. And that's a little bit about what my characters experience with each other. Um, they also just have some things that they, they need to figure out along the way. So um, let me ask you this, Tom, like okay. with, with the All writing right. process, why why did you like Sheltered? Why did I like it? Um, see, and that's just, I think a lot of people are gonna say that, that I'm biased. You know, oh, well, that's your wife. She wrote this great book. Um, but no, I, I got why, why I like sheltered that there's a few different reasons for one, it, it's the, I've, I've seen the whole process from start to finish. Um, I've seen the, the positive effects that it has on you. Um, when, when you actually are writing yourself, when you were working on it, it'd be like, if there was a day that you didn't work on sheltered, you were, wouldn't say down and out that day, but I would say that there were, there was something missing. So it is, there is something to seeing passion be put into a project, um, like this. And I would say that this is kind of a passion project a little bit. This is, this book is, is you, um, but seeing the pieces sporadically throughout the last couple years come to life in, in the story that's, that's now written, um, I've just really enjoyed the process just as much as I enjoy the story. And the story itself, to me, is very relatable from from both characters' perspectives. And I think that's something that I haven't seen in a I haven't seen in a book uh, before. It's usually like I like one character and I follow that character's arc, and you know, it just it uh, it fits it fits for me. But with this, um, both sides of the coin in, in the story both stories that are going on simultaneously are very interesting. They're very relatable. It's very well written, but what's different about this book is the, the emotional side of it and the emotional um, journey into each character's mind about how they're feeling about what they're experiencing in, in each chapter. So I guess the lamest example that I can give without giving away the book is you know a knight goes to defeat a dragon let's say you know well jenna takes on that 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 writing style of of talking about the fear that the knight may have had and that the, the book's not about knights and dragons there's no dragons there's, there's no, no knights. sorry don't be, there's don't no, be no nerd stuff but <laughs> but i guess my my point is is that the way jenna writes it is very clearly what the characters are each thinking and feeling while they're expressing to the other character, or why they're telling their or while they're telling their story, and that's that's what I really liked about the book. But 
admittedly, with some of the stuff in the, in the book being um, true to life, knowing that this happened to Jenna or knowing that, you know, this person's been through this, it was very hard to read, though, too. Um, it was very hard because it was really real. I had been there before, uh, known, known how she felt, known how those characters felt, and it was, it was easy to relate to, but also it took me back to a place where I um, had to do some soul-searching myself a little bit while reading it. And I think that when a book or even a movie or music can do that to you, um, I think it's really important that other people see it and you can share it. And so that's what I like about Sheltered is it's, it's relatable it makes you feel feelings, and but it also is a really good story, um, and sad and happy and joyous, and then the twists and the turns, um, and the things left unsaid. It's suspenseful in a way. Yeah. In in a way, it's in a way it's very suspenseful because it is not a will they won't they story. It's just simply the lives of these two characters living you know and that's that's the first book she wants to make you know this into a series eventually but this first book is so huge it's such a huge accomplishment like it's huge like you are a published author and we've talked mm -hmm. about this before but like we're two weeks away at this point from her holding a physical copy of the book and yeah. we and we've seen the cover, we've seen the back the back cover, the about the book, the about mm -hmm. the author. Like, yeah, it's stupid it's... insane. <laughs> it just is. Like, let's take a moment <laughs> to think about how crazy that is, because um, we joke a lot on this on this podcast, and we do have a lot of responsibilities. But this is a this is a dream come true. It is. Like and, it truly is. And one lesson we've learned in the midst of all this is how precious time actually is. And um, there's a lot about this life that we've started that, that motivated me to finish it. It's like once I realized how precious time was because I had less of it, mm. it's going to sound cliche, but I started using my time better. And it goes back to maybe what we were talking about in the last podcast or the, the last episode which is just changing certain habits, you know? Um, for me, one big thing was I deactivated my Facebook, which is really the only social media I used, and I'm probably gonna have to get back on social media now that the yeah, book's coming publisher, out to, yeah. to promote it. But, <laughs> yeah. but because I used to scroll, like everybody scrolls, you know, I, and it was mindless and, you know, over time, I realized just how much, and it, but it also wasn't mindless, you know, it, it, uh oh, <coughs> nah, you're, I hoped, yep, no, nope, I hoped, I was, yep, yep, oh, on we're, your face, yeah, shit, yeah, okay, fine, yeah, since you just put <laughs> yeah. it out there, yeah, I would, up. I would creep on him, I would look at his old pictures, and it would trigger some things, oh, and, <laughs> well, you brought it up, so I guess we're just going to go there. But whatever. The point is, I guess it's not mindless. I would get very jealous and very salty over things that were just old pictures. But it's like, you know, I realized, okay, here I am staring at pictures that I really never should have even seen in the first place. And Shirtless pictures mostly of me just being all buff. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
nope. Uh, so <laughs> so anyway. Um, trying to turn the tide. I know. I, yeah. Well, you fuck. Okay. Uh, the point is changing little habits, and so instead of scrolling, I would work on my book instead. And I think it's important to remember with accomplishments. Even if it's something you're proud of, even if it's something that you're passionate about, it still feels like work. And there were many times I did not feel like writing my book because it's like, oh, this is, this is hard. I got to gotta say <clears throat> stuff. I got to find words. I got to do quotation marks in the right place. And oftentimes I still didn't do them in the right place. And still don't know it's, how you do it, though. It's, it's similar to working out, right? Like nobody ever really feels like working out or maybe 1% of the population does, but you always feel better once you've done it, you know? And that's what writing was so many times, like maybe 5% of the time would I be excited to sit down and write. And, you know, I, I often was like, Oh, this is work. Oh, okay. But, but I was always glad I did it. I was always so glad I did it. And then the more that I did it, the more that it changed over time And what I mean by that is I writing grew to be a place where I could find myself, a place where I could listen to myself, a place where I could channel my emotions, whatever they were. It became a safe place to go no matter my mood, no matter what was going on. I I was able to find a piece of myself and my ability to create. And so over time, it also just became a very intricate part of who, who I am, you know, in the same way that a musician learns how to play guitar. And one of my main characters is a musician, by the way. And, you know, in the same way that a musician learns to play guitar, it's like you, you know, you start by kind of awkwardly plucking the strings and dealing mm. with calluses. And then over time, you can just pick up the guitar and jam, you know, and that's kind of what writing became. It became my outlet. It became more comfortable and Mm -hmm. just like any skill the more you do it the better that you get at it and the more skilled you get and the more confident you get about seeing what you can do and the more you want to know what else you can do and you never know where certain hobbies or dreams will take you and I first got the idea for this story when I was crying in the shower you know like that's where it started and now it's just really important part of who I am and so I didn't know that like, I mean, yeah. Okay. All um, right. I've got an interview question just to kind I of... would love to hear your interview question and answer it. And answer it. Okay. So Even this, this is Ill, actually. I'm trying really hard not to cough. No, just cough. Just cough. Well, I don't but... have to write this. Second. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So, pen to paper. Do you see the words you're writing in your mind on paper as you write them, or is it more like a a movie that's being reenacted in your in your mind and, and then you're writing it. Like how between the two, do you see the words that are coming out in your mind? Or is it more like a movie that you're narrating, that you're transcribing? Damn. Um <laughs> There's a reason for these interview questions. Uh, no, I it's a yeah. good question. It's just making me think. So, and I, I don't, really I don't know, know I don't know that it's either one of those, you know, I, oh. I, and here's the thing is that I, when I sit down to write, yep, sometimes I have an idea about where I wanted to go or if I 
jotted down a note in the bathroom or on the side of the road, sometimes I can build on that. But it's more just like I sit down and I I just start writing the story. And sure, it, it, it comes with just the next sentence, but I, mm-hmm. I don't really see it like a movie and I don't see the words in my mind. It's more just like something is channeled through me, if that makes sense. And I know mm-hmm. that makes me sound maybe like an alien or something, but you are it's an alien. Well, it's possible. We've discussed this. Yeah, I could be. So I guess it's neither. It's more just like I allow the space for my brain to just flow, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really see it as a movie. I don't really see the words first. I kind of just sit down, start with a sentence, and then I just let the story kind of spill out. Mm-hmm. If if that makes sense, I'm trying to think of some creative metaphor that I could use, and I'm blanking. No, I on think it, that's but... I think that's interesting because the on the other side of things, like I mean, we've talked about it too. But it, if I'm writing anything, or I'm composing an email, or trying to write some little tiny marketing material, I or or some stand up stuff that I'm trying to work on. I have to see it. I'm seeing it in a, as a movie before I'm putting it on paper first. So there's, I guess, a beginning, middle, end before I put anything on paper. But then I also am writing it as if I'm getting a reaction already. And like, and that can be a an email to someone. Like I'm like, ooh, how do I how do I put this on? Like I'm thinking really hard, but it comes naturally to you. What you're laughing? You're smiling. I'm smiling because you're a performer. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like in your comedy writing yeah. is about the reaction. It's about, it's, it's different. So. But no, but it's interesting though, that your mind can just go into that place of like, just creative thought and, and flow right into it without having any kind of agenda. And I can speak to that too. Um, because there'd be, there'd be many times when you were writing sheltered, comes out in two weeks um there were many times that it'd be like you know the following day you would have half the morning before you had we had responsibilities for some reason you had an empty house for four or five hours and you'd be like maybe i'll write (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) like maybe you know maybe i will maybe i won't um and that was fun that the whole process of it was fun and part of the reason for these like all these interview questions that I want to ask you that some of them are hard to, to, to do is that when the book comes out, her publisher is going to be um, doing a press release. She's going to have a, a podcast interview. Not on here. Not on here. No, on an, on a very established podcast <laughs> um, interviewed by professionals, probably no swearing, but no, They've and got we'll, their own we'll put links to it once yeah. it's available. We'll provide all that information when we have it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of, we, we've been kind of jokingly prepping for this kind of small media, small media, I don't want to say frenzy, but some new experiences that are coming. You know, a press release is going to be in your name with your book. Podcasts will be done by professionals and be broadcasted through many, many different channels. Um, But then there's all those other marketing things that they're doing, too, that are going to be kind of fun for you, like the the fun stuff. 
of promoting her own book too. Um, and then we're going to do, you know, promoting on our end to assist, you know, which I think is really fun, but, but yeah, it's, it's coming out, it's coming out soon. Um, I don't have anything important <laughs> like coming out. Um, I got work tomorrow. Okay. It's kind of cool. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to say, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just going to get my phone out. Okay. Um, no, I was looking at the next question. Possibly. Okay. Okay. So to relate it to some of the things that we talk about on here, you, you know, I've mentioned before that, that talking about this book, but also, you know, with the marketing, he has, he has plans for that too. And he's done a lot with marketing and even making the right phone calls to even get publishers to give me a chance. And having having those dreams having things that are bigger than ourselves but that we can also practically work on has been a major connecting point for us Mm -hmm. and yeah it's what helps us feel like we have something beyond just of our responsibilities that we can relate to and it's helped us to to dream bigger and so maybe just what i'll say about the whole writing process or about all of this is that you know the last couple of years with him and this blended family thing has been, have been some of the hardest of my life, but they have also been the best of my life because I am not living a life that I want to escape from anymore. I'm living a life that I can learn from and that I'm proud of and it's all connected. And that's maybe my writing style too. And how I, how I do it. It's like, I naturally see the world is very connected. I see connection in a lot of, a lot of different things whether it's nature, people's stories, you know, uh, quotes, movie, like I, my, my brain is always making connections, which is why I like writing stories is because I can see how many different pieces of life's puzzles can connect to the same story. And even though I wrote a book about two characters who have no kids, they're not blending a family, they've, they've got their own life and their own journey I've been in a constant state of learning about myself, about Tom, about all of the kids, and my brain is naturally just, you know, ready to to adapt, to get better, to grow, to evolve. And I've done that with the things, you know, with, with my passions, with my hobbies, writing. And so I guess the lesson here is don't be afraid of a challenging life. You know, if you're in a relationship <laughs> that you need to leave or you've got a lot of different responsibilities, realize that there are rewards to overcoming challenges and to working through challenges and that everything really is connected. And so, you know, I, I have a few friends at my dance class that I go to who say to me, how did you do this? You know, how did you write this with all of your kids? And it's like, I don't I'm, know. I, well, that as my first response is, yeah. I have no fucking clue. Yeah. But it's also <laughs> like it's it's also just I have to learn right now. I'm mm-hmm. in a state of learning. I'm being challenged, and but but what comes with with being challenged is your brain's ability to work through it and figure it out, and that that applies to to writing too. So, did you ever feel when you were writing Sheltered comes out in two weeks? Um, God. Did you did you ever feel like Giving up on it, shelving it, taking a break, whatever. Well, yes, and I did. You know, well, I mean, I mean, it's... like in the last, I, I mean, once you got going, 
once you got going on it, you know, kind of full force, which, which if I can just throw in there real quick, that the majority of this book, at least I shouldn't say the majority of it, but when all the notes and all the pieces were being put together was probably during our busiest time when, when our youngest was an infant and I was at work, you were (laughs) just keeping an eye on the entire family, the, like, you know, um, which is a feat. So what was Well, and it was written when I was going through some postpartum anxiety, which I also talked about, but I I found a way to challenge or channel that into the book too. But what what were you going to say? Did you you ever feel like giving it up or I can't do this right now? I I need to put this down for an indefinite amount of time. I felt that. Well, no, never for an indefinite amount of time, Mm -hmm. but there were lots of times where I could have written more or or I said to myself, this is stupid. And I, I stopped and, you know, I think there was this. Sure, it became what I said it became, which is in a place for me to channel everything, a place for me to find myself when I was lost. But um, I think what, what made me able to do it is the confidence that I could always come back to it, that I didn't have to give up. I'm still alive. I'm still mm-hmm. breathing. I can still find a minute to myself. And so I never gave up because I knew I, I didn't have to. I, I knew that I could come back to it and keep going and try try again even if I didn't get as much done as I wanted to it's like hey I was still doing it I was still mm-hmm. I was still trying so hmm. do you have any other questions yeah no I've got many <laughs> number one how dare you number one how dare you no um when did you know when not what age but when did you know that you wanted to be a writer? Oh. Like it just hit. Like, nah. Okay, honestly, um, like three months ago. <laughs> <laughs> because I never thought of myself as a writer until I discovered how much I loved writing. Yeah. You know, I... I'm an English teacher, right? So I love books. I love to teach books. And I've, I've loved the power of words for a really long time. But what made me feel like a writer, okay, here's what it is. What made me feel like a writer was not, oh, I finished a book and it's getting published. What made me feel like a writer is that moment where it just became a very intimate part of my identity. And that was probably sometime this summer where it's like, okay, I don't just love this for the accomplishment. I love it because of what writing has become for me. Mm and the joy that I found in telling these stories. And so to answer the question of when did I know that I wanted to become a writer? Yeah, like three months ago when <laughs> when I... We've been working on this for three years kept, now. <laughs> well, yeah, but then it was like when I finished this book, which was, I don't know, probably... Mm, 11 months ago. No, it was not 11 months ago. It was ago. 11 months ago. Tom, I finished it in the spring. It okay, was 11 so Jesus, no. It was ago. like fucking March or April maybe not that long ago months ago I'm gonna punch you was it really spring yes bullshit um no it was shit happened fast okay it was like March and I was like hey Tom I'm done 
and then you said, yep, I'm going to make some calls. And then rubble, boom, by rubble, June, rubble, we rubble. found a, a good publisher. But okay. back to my original point, before some people started just saying a bunch of numbers. Um, <laughs> 72. I finished the story. It feels like it was a longer time. It just feels like it's been a process, but right now when I... Sorry, I'm... 43. There it is. You're 43. 43. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it took me a minute. Anyway, I wasn't done. I wasn't done writing after I wrote this book. And no. when you do something like that, you have to ask yourself, okay, is this just a really cool accomplishment that I can say that I made? Or is this something more? And for me, it was something more. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you talked about panic attacks. I had a panic <sighs> attack in the, in the spring. And weirdly enough, that was where this other story was born out of. And we're not going to talk about too many stories at once, but I have another one getting published too. And we'll, same, we'll talk more about that company. one later. Yeah. But okay, it was born out of a panic attack. And the story isn't necessarily about panic attacks. But by then I had gotten very good at, at writing and channeling whatever I was feeling into a story that's about that, but also about something else. And I just kept going. And then I didn't just write when I was sad or lonely or panicking, but I wrote when I was feeling joy. I wrote out in the sun. I wrote in Florida. And it just became a part of of who I am. And so, I don't know. I just, I, I think maybe the piece that's the takeaway there for people is that, you know, sometimes you become the best I don't know version of who you are you can discover things you didn't know you could do in in some of the biggest challenges and you're never stuck in one course in life you know you you always have the ability to dream or to allow your dreams to shift if something doesn't quite feel like you anymore and maybe it's not even that you're unhappy with what you're doing it's maybe just oh I I can do this I feel a lot more passion about this and for me it's it's writing and so some things are shifting, but were there, were there other questions you wanted to ask me? So, so many, um, so, so many, well, hold on. Let me get my, my questions up again. Can you like, I don't know, do some filler for a second? No. thought you were supposed to Can't do the do, filler. Well, I, I was, okay. <laughs> I was Got feeling you flustered. In, Will's, okay. So no, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just going ahead and deleting these questions. Ooh. These were deleting the questions. Yeah. Some things go left okay. unanswered. Um This is the fourth time that we've recorded this. Well, it's a little different. Too. And part so. of the reason is because I have observed that I tend to talk more on the podcast. <laughs> And but I this one's about to, you specifically. It is, but I'm also so. trying to let you talk more. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. we can see how that how that's been going. And as we, as we so, listen so, so. to this <laughs> particular episode, <coughs> there's that cough. There's that cough. There it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, man, it, I don't know what else to ask you. You know, because I, I just deleted right. my interview well, questions. Well, because what um, else do you what else do you think people need to know about the book or anything else? Because we can always just wrap it up. Too. Well, they need to buy it. Oh shit! They need. To, <laughs> you, 
You need to buy it. Um, no, I think what, what people need to, to know about this book just in general is that it's just... It, and this is this is good mark. This is marketing lingo. So bear with me. It's just okay. fucking good. Wow. Yeah. Hear that? It's just fucking good. It, it actually really is. It's a. It's. It wasn't what I expected when I first started reading it. Yeah. You know, and although I had some insight into what was going to be in the book, what's going to happen, um, I learned a lot about you these characters every single character in in the book is is these little pieces of you but best worst parts maybe yeah um inner thoughts too i mean you learn a lot about you learn a lot about you in the in in, in this book but also it's just it's it, again i go back to that whole relatable story of of two friends you know the things that, that that happen to these characters in the story are devastating but they do happen you know it's mm-hmm. they do happen to everyday people and what's funny is that Alex and Sarah the two main characters there's nothing special about them but they are they like they're normal people you know just just like us just like everybody um, with with real problems and how they overcome these or how they don't overcome those problems are it's it's a it's really poetic I guess I guess is what I'm trying to say it's really poetic on how they how they navigate life because there's even points in the book where I wish I navigated my life like that character oh you know um, risks uh, that they that they that they took or didn't take can't give it away. Um, but no, it, it's it's really good. And yes, I am biased, but felt good to get the validation from publishing companies that uh, you're an excellent writer and a great storyteller too. That felt validating for me because as the as the husband, of course, I'm supposed to say it's great, it's amazing. Um, but I genuinely think it is. And, and we've talked about it. We've even had little arguments about the characters a little bit. Or I got to kind of pick her brain as to like, well, what did you mean by this? Or, or, or what was your perspective? And, and and maybe I read it wrong or read it right or whatever. It was just very interesting to be able to meet the author. Yeah, you've met the author. <laughs> I've met the author. Um. But it was really interesting to see the process. So thank you for sharing it with me. That's I guess number one. Um, because it did start when we were dating. Mm-hmm. The little the little blurbs that you would send. Sometimes just randomly too. And I'd be like, what is this? I trusted you with a lot of shit real fast. No, you did. Yeah. You did. And, but um, I'm not sorry. I'm not either. Yeah. I'm not either. And we will talk about our second project at a different time. Um, yeah, now's not the time. Because we got to promote just the one. Well, yeah, but here's the thing with 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 the book. You know what he's talking about with the there. There's there's nothing special. I have always believed that there is a lot of power in stories, mm-hmm. which is the motivation even for starting this podcast. Is that 
we are not special. Yeah. That, Our life is insane, yeah. but it's not special. The hope with starting this is that we may talk about something that could help someone out there, whatever that something is. And I have the same hope for my book. Different stories, but there's some similar connections. And my hope is that for people who read it, they will they will see something of themselves in the story or of somebody they love, whether it's you know reading about what these characters go through. Maybe that helps them understand somebody that they love better mm-hmm. and what they're going through. Or maybe they see themselves in it. And with this book, it's not just one event. It's not just one obstacle. It's not just one dream. There's multiple things that these characters have to overcome and multiple things that these characters have to discover about themselves. And that's what life is. Life is never about one experience. We are the culmination of all of our experiences and all of the feelings that we have about those experiences. And I tried to capture that in this book. And And one experience doesn't define you. No, it doesn't. And that's important too, is it doesn't. Um, But your thoughts about it can can be intense. So that's the hope with the story, is that it can help somehow similar to what we hope for in this podcast as ridiculous as it gets sometimes yeah and we'll return to the ridiculousness next week well i don't think we've escaped it i think it found its way into this i episode. think we did pretty good with staying quasi serious well yeah a little bit i did so then say what's gonna happen next i don't know next i just said I, I said fuck it's fucking good like i did say oh that. well there's there, there, there are worse goes. things than that i talked about fillers um, and it wasn't having to do with the dentist. Penis. Yeah, let's end that's, it right there. Uh, it's actually that's so basic. I think that's Are you really in good. Grade? I am. Just shut.